Welcome to Where Passion Meets Truth by Shield Sisters Initiative. We're two best friends who co-founded a community for women entrepreneurs who want to live their passion and embrace their truth. I'm Raywin, a self-love coach obsessed with coffee, mustaches, and all things community. And I'm Megan, a truth-seeking super nerd with a passion for mental health, books, and mindset. Each month, we'll bring you a couple of guest interviews, goal-setting tips, and mindset-changing topics to guide you on your journey of living your passion and embracing your truth. We are so excited to dive into setting goals with your time management today because this is something that no matter where you are in your life, it is a challenge that you you come across like every day. And it doesn't matter if you have the most organized life or the best time management plan, there will still be days where you will run into issues and you will need to reevaluate. So we are really excited to share with you our ideas and how we stay on task as often as we possibly can. Um, Megan, do you want to talk about like how we really started diving into our time management when we started Shield Sisters Initiative last year, or do you want me to? Um, I can kind of talk about it. Um, so with time management, obviously we all have so many things going on that it can be difficult to make sure everything gets the attention that it needed. So we really wanted to focus on making sure that all of our tasks and activities and our responsibilities for both the business and then our personal lives were being properly managed in order to prevent stress and avoid burnout because if you don't keep a handle on you know your schedule you're going to get burned out you're going to be stressed and anxious and it's it's going to cause a lot of issues so with the Shield Sisters initiative, we really wanted to make sure that things were being properly addressed in a timely manner and making sure that um, we weren't spending too much time in one area. Basically just making sure that things were balanced and that we could balance the business side with um, our personal lives as well. Yeah, I think for me it was particularly important that we set that up when we started our business because I am also momming full time. And so when I was really excited to start the business, I was also a little worried because I didn't know where all of my time went throughout the day. And I didn't really know when I could expect to have free time. I know I'm not the only one who goes through this. It is especially difficult, I want to say, in your first year of your child's life if you are a new parent because their schedules are much more volatile. But once they become older, like now that Delaney's almost two, I can guarantee a pretty set routine or at least anticipate her moods. So if you're a new mom or a new parent or you're jumping into something new with other people that you can't control their time, I definitely think that you need to get onto some sort of time management plan. Yes, I definitely agree because um, family is important and, you know, 
I, I just, I completely agree with what you said, Rewin, because you, you needed to be able to make sure that you were there for your daughter and for your family and making sure that, you know, what you were doing wasn't going to be taking up a hundred percent of your time and cutting into the more important things in life. And that's why I'm excited about recording this episode because it's a good reminder for me too, with a baby on the way, I know things are going to change dramatically and practicing time management skills now and putting systems into place to um, help alleviate the stress that goes along with a busy schedule and having a lot of things on your plate is going to be monumentally helpful when the baby does arrive and um, you know doctor's appointments and making sure he's staying happy and I'm staying happy and husband is happy too so um, I'm excited to dive into this episode. Yeah, and like, it's so unpredictable when you first get into that new parenting mode because you don't even know if they're going to be a good sleeper. Delaney's sleep patterns were all over the place for a long time, and I know so many other moms um, deal with that. So even though she was a year old when we started Shield Sisters Initiative, it was still eye-opening for me to for us to be able to come up with a time management plan because before that I was just a planner girl and I knew my schedule based on my work schedule but since I was no longer having to report to X place at this time I was having I I I was having issues with my time and losing hours and not even knowing what day it was. So how we started out was with the time audit, which I think is just brilliant. We brought up a time audit in the mindset episode for last month, but today we're going to dive in a little more into how to do a time audit and also what you can benefit or how you can benefit from it. So today we really want you to get into a uh, that time management mode. So I want you to sit down right now and get out a piece of paper and either write this down or commit this to memory because this is going to be a game changer for you when it comes to reevaluating where your time goes and how you can work on new projects or allocate more time to current projects. A time audit is something where you sit down and you actually look at where all of your time goes. So you're going to start with time tracking, of course, and the I'm the worst at tracking. So if you think that you are unable to track time, just accept that you can track time. Even if you are really bad at it, you can do it for just two or three days to see where your time goes. And the reason I say two or three days is because not every day looks the same, but you do have some repeat things that happen throughout the week. So if you have your office hours on Tuesday, Thursday, your Tuesdays and Thursdays are going to look very different from your Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. So look at your week, sit down and look at your calendar and see what it is that you have going on. And then we're going to dig into how you can track your time. Yeah, and I would also say too with that, like 
don't be frugal with the things that you have to or the things that are on your schedule so if you're like oh so what i mean by that is if you have a lot of stuff going on don't try to eliminate it while you're doing the time audit like i feel like you should put you should incorporate or like budget for more items in your schedule than what you think is necessary so like for me when i did my time audit um i was helping running helping to run shield sisters initiative i was going to grad school um and doing my copywriting business at the same time as well as all of you know home projects and um, being a wife and you know everything that goes with that so i really like blocked up my schedule as much as possible to make sure that I incorporated every possible option um, or every possible activity or um, appointment that would be taking up my time. So that way I didn't feel like I missed anything and that way after the time on it I didn't feel like um, I was yeah, I, I just, I didn't want to miss anything so I would just say be very generous with what what it is that you're putting into this schedule or time audit so that you can make the most informed decisions about what you're going to do with your time after the audit is complete. Yeah, basically you don't want to set yourself up where you have more things to do than the time you allocated. So for example, Delaney can nap anywhere between 30 minutes and three hours. She it does not have any set schedule on how long she naps. So when I work that into my time management and my time audit, and I work in that time that I'm going to be working or tackling things, when it's her nap time, I try to tackle things that I could easily be pulled away from if she it wakes up before that three hour mark. So I don't edit our podcast episodes during nap times. I don't try to write new blog posts or um, a course or anything. I work on more simple tasks like social media scheduling or interacting in Facebook groups because if I'm pulled away from those, I don't lose my thought process. And I don't want you to set up and think to yourself like, okay, I spend three hours a day on this project and then you suddenly have more to do for that project so you're frantically trying to figure out where that time fits in. So if you think that you might need four hours then budget four hours for it and then that extra hour is um, a space where you can take some time for some self-care. Yeah, definitely, because it's always nice to be able to um, have a little bit of extra time in your schedule if something does fall through or, um, you know, it, it's just kind of a nice surprise when you're like, oh, I have like an hour to do nothing or something. And it, it's much better to do it that way than to um, be completely overbooked. Yeah, so the way that you track your time is... T literally to 
either look at the clock and write down when you start something or start a timer like the stopwatch on your phone like those are ways to keep it so that you can see exactly how long you usually spend on something what we do first and I it may work for you but what Megan and I did first is we put in the like wrote down on a piece of paper the general time we spend sleeping and then we allocated in a certain amount of time for cooking food or driving and we just did a guesstimate at first we wrote it down as a guesstimate and then we did our time tracking to verify that our expectations were in line with reality and then once we had those base things that you do every single day in then we were able to um look at all of the stuff that was a weird way to say um we were able to look at all of the stuff that is part of our daily lives but isn't a necessity so things like work or spending time with other people those aren't the things that you do absolutely every day obviously you need to do those things every day but it's not like you shower or brush your teeth those types of things are what we added into our base schedule and then from there we looked at our projects and our priorities yes and i'm so glad that you uh mentioned making sure that sleep <laughs> was in there um make sure that you're putting in time for the necessary things like um like you said sleep and eating healthy and um, exercising regularly things like that so that you can uh, maximize your time by living a healthy lifestyle and feeling as good as you possibly can do can be oh man we're struggling today yeah and then outside of your base time the next thing you want to put in there is your relationships or I guess are the next area would be your relationships so if you are in a relationship with another person if you are a mother and or father and you have children or if you just spend a certain amount of time each week doing activities with your friends that would be the next step because those are things that are again a non-negotiable and neglecting those things are going to make it so that you can't get everything done. You can't reach your expectations because you're not taking care of yourself and your relationships. So while it may seem to you, especially if you're a business owner or you're very passionate, that you should schedule in the time for your work first, you actually want to schedule in the time with your relationships and then see what time you have. So while you are time tracking, I want you to just set those expectations, like write them on a piece of paper of what your goal is for spending time with your significant other or spending time with your friends or even your dog or cat. Yes, dogs and kitty cats need love and attention too.
Yes, they need so much love and attention. Like, not in a way where it's so, it's overwhelming how much love and attention they need, but they are living animals as, or living creatures as well. And so they, they need that from you. And if you've made the commitment to own a pet, then you need to continue to make that time commitment to them. But you can totally incorporate it into other things like you could incorporate walking your dog into your meditation time or um, most of my cuddle time with my dogs happens while I'm working because that is late at night and they're actually calm and will cuddle with me. So in case you are feeling a little lost in what your actionable steps should be while doing your time audit, the first thing you're going to do is write down what your expectations are and then track your time and see how it actually lines up with your expectations. Yeah, the, the tracking piece is super important because you might feel like, okay, well, my Tuesday looks like this, my Wednesday looks like this, my Thursday looks like this. But um, like we talked about before, you know, our schedules are, as much as we try to manage them and keep them efficient and productive, there's always going to be things that come up. So by tracking it, you can appropriately budget enough time for things that might come up in the future. Um, or, you know, family emergencies, things like that, or work emergencies, just so that um, the whole, just the tracking aspect is just a really good way to get like a good baseline for what to expect during your schedule um, throughout the week or month. And so, um, yeah, I just, oh, I lost my train of thought. My brain is just not working today. This baby is like totally eating my brain. He's a zombie. Um, but yeah, yeah, you need to track your time. And then once you've done that, you need to look at. Go get it, D. Go get it. Okay, go. I'll be there in just a minute. I have no idea what she asked me for. Um, yeah, once you track your time and look at where it goes and what your priorities are, and we're not prioritizing yet, but we are just looking at your time and where you seem to spend the most time, rate your activities from what makes you happy down to what stresses you out the most. Because if chances are if you are trying to figure out your time management there's going to be something that needs to be cut out you're definitely going to want to cut out the as much of the things that stress you out as you can now if it's a relationship that's stressing you out say um, a family member that you cannot cut out then you need to find some t area in your time that you can actually work on your relationship whether it's with that person or just on your own mindset on that relationship and how to protect yourself 
So if there is a relationship or something that is stressing you out that you cannot cut out, then you need to buffer in that time so that you can work on your mindset. Because if you're working on that part of it, then you are able to change that relationship or that area from being stressed out to more of a happy area. Does that make sense? For sure, because I think the biggest like, yeah, projects and, and work and things like that can create stress in our lives. But honestly, for me, for the most part, the thing that stresses me out the most is certain relationships I have with people and that um, they're important people in my life and I still need to make time for them and budget for them. But making sure that um, I'm appropriately managing my time with those individuals so that they're not... Um, I don't want to say that they're causing me undue stress because honestly, like the stress that is created is all my perceptions and like what's in my brain but when I take time to be more mindful about it it makes it a whole lot easier and I'm more appropriately able to budget my time um and my mental mind space that gets spent on those people if that makes sense yes yeah, so when you are budgeting time for self-care you want to be overly generous on that you want to add in extra time because that is going to affect your overall mood and your overall productivity everywhere else. So prioritize it or cut it out once you've rated your activities from happy to stressed and then come up with a tentative schedule. It doesn't have to be from 11 a.m. to 1.30 a.m. I will do this, but make it more like in the morning I will dedicate this many minutes to this activity or project, this many minutes to this activity or project. And again, make some buffer room in there because if you finish something early, fabulous, you have some free time. Or if you finish something later, then you aren't scrambling. You aren't stressing out about finishing it later because you did allocate that buffer time. For sure, being flexible with it and knowing that your schedule can and will change is going to make it a lot um, a lot easier when little things or big things come up in the future. So having that little bit of extra buffer time, that's going to help a ton. And then printing it out, actually having it printed out or written down on a chalkboard, whiteboard, make it look lo really pretty on a visual board, whatever it is that you want to do it, but have it physically available so that when you walk past it, you see it. Other people in your life can see what your time is. That's really important because like in my house, it's myself, Delaney, my husband, my brother, and our roommate. And they are gone at work all day. And then they come home at night. And sometimes I'm sitting on the couch doing absolutely nothing. And they're like, hey, we're hungry. What should we do for dinner? Or didn't you say you were cooking dinner tonight? And I just had a day that I couldn't 
budgeting dinner or whatever it is but if they don't know how my day is spent or how my time is spent then they can they might be expecting more from me than I'm able to give for that day so having it out and shown so that other people can see what your day looks like or where your time goes it drastically um, improves it drastically improves your relationships and your communication and expectations of each other so to repeat our actionable steps we want you to write down your expectations and non-negotiables for times then actually track your time using any method of time tracking so stopwatch or just looking at the clock and writing it down an excel spreadsheet whatever it is that your brain works best with then rate your activities from happy to stressed prioritize or cut out add in buffer room for each activity and then print it out and put it somewhere that both you and the people in your life can see it I know usually we do three actionable steps and we have six this time, but this is so, so, so important. Yes, especially that last one about having it visible for yourself and for others to see it because like Raywin said, once it's out there and it's printed and it's like a hard copy concrete thing, uh, and it's visible for other people in your life to see it, they can help to manage um, time expectations as well so that they're able to see, okay, well, what's, you know, this person doing at, you know, this time today, if that's going to be helpful to them. Um, it, 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 like, like she said, it just helps to manage expectations and create a more co cohesive communication environment. <laughs> And of course, it wouldn't be a podcast episode without some amazing resources. So I want to talk about two of the things that are really helping me with my time management lately. And then Megan has a couple of things as well. My other podcast co-host and one of my biz besties, Yvonne from the Dahlia Scene, recently released a opt-in freebie which is called the Family Command Center, and it's a Trello board that she created to help parents and families to just have everything in one place. However, you do not have to be a parent to use this. Literally, the, there is only one or two lists that apply to being a parent, and that's the child lists, like there's a child number one, child number two. You can delete those, but her command center that she has includes a bucket list. It includes self-care ideas with time allotment in it. And then also other things like upcoming events to plan for grocery shopping lists. Like it really is a command center. I always wanted to have one of those in my house, but I just haven't had one set up yet. So having a virtual one is really helpful for me and it's really helping me to manage both my time and my budget. And then the second one is the Time Management Toolkit from Kelsey Van Kirk. It's guided to 
help or it's a guide to help you figure out your time management and I think that that could be really useful especially if you feel you are needing more after you've done this time audit. Yes, and I just have to say too that I do love um, Yvonne's Family Command Center because it's a really comprehensive Trello board that, um, oops, my microphone just fell out, um, that can benefit just about anybody who uses it, regardless of if you're a parent, if you're, if you're married, if you're not married. Um, it, it's just, I, I really liked it, and I think it's going to be super helpful for uh, anybody who wants to help better budget their time. Um, but then a couple of resources that I really like are um, the self-control app and Chrome extension. So basically what self-control is, is it's an app that um, you put in websites that you're trying to minimize your time on, such as Facebook or Pinterest, and you set a timer and self-control actually blocks those websites for that set amount of time. And I know for me, this is super helpful because I am a huge procrastinator and I just, I love to just scroll Pinterest aimlessly and Facebook as well. And so when I'm using the self-control app, um, it's just, it helps me to better manage my time. I don't feel compelled to take a quick break and see what's on Pinterest, even though it's probably the same stuff I've been scrolling for a few days now. Um, so that's a really good one. And it started out, I think, as just a app for Mac, but there is now a Chrome extension. So you can just look up self-control in the Chrome store and you should be able to find it. And then another resource that I really like is the Pomodoro Technique, which is the process of setting a timer for uh, working on tasks. And it's nice because the Pomodoro Technique breaks your tasks up into small chunks of time. So like 20 minutes or less, you will work on a specific project. And then at the end of that 20 minutes, you move on to something else. And the thing I liked most about the Pomodoro Technique was that it really helped me to realize how efficient I can be when I focus on just one item at a time instead of multitasking. So I would highly recommend that. And again, it's called the Pomodoro Technique, just like a Pomodoro tomato, because um, it's actually named after those like little tomato timers that were used in the kitchen. So definitely check that one out too. Yeah, and um, a great app that I use as well, um, if I'm doing something that doesn't involve my phone, I just thought of it, is, um, oh, I can't think of the name of it. It's like Tree or something like that. Forest, Forest, that's what it's called. It's called Forest, and it's very similar to the Pomodoro method. What you can do is you set a timer and it doesn't let, if you exit out of the app on your phone, then your tree doesn't grow and it doesn't get planted. And it's very sad because of course you want a forest of trees on your phone, or at least I want a forest of trees on my phone. So if you have an Android and um, you don't have self-control, 
as an app available, you could definitely check out Forest. It is awesome. Okay, I'm downloading that like right now because that like, first of all, it makes me happy that you can like grow trees on your phone. And second of all, I think it would be really motivational for me to be able to make those trees grow and not let them die. Like kind of like a modern day Tamagotchi situation. Yeah, that's basically what it is. And I use it if I'm using my computer or if I'm trying to give myself time to read or do an activity with Delaney. It's super, super awesome. So yeah, those are our tips on time management and setting goals with your time management and how to really just get into a great mode of doing instead of wasting your time. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for this episode. I really hope that this has been a um, enlightening topic for you, and I hope that it helps you to better manage your time if that's something that you are looking to do. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for tuning in, and if it's your first time joining us, be sure to click subscribe so that you can get notified every week when we have a new episode come out. Next week, we will be talking about stress-free living, which is super exciting with one of our favorite guests. And then the week after that, we will be working on your mindset so that your time management is not stressful. So we're super excited for you to be here. Please click subscribe. And if you know a friend who could use some of these tips, please, please, please share it with us, rate or share it with them and rate us. Have a great day, guys. Episode 15 was sponsored by Getting Social With Your Business. Getting Social With Your Business is a new blog from Jenny, a freelance writer specializing in online content. The blog is all about helping small businesses utilize blogging and social media to help them succeed. Thank you so much for sponsoring us.